Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Hello, and welcome back to Be Real. It is me, Diana Gasparoni, and I am here with my gorgeous co-host. Oh, I'm gorgeous Salisbury. today. I'll take you it. are, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a mm-hmm. pandemic, after sitting next to the refrigerator for months, thank you that I'm still gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. And we do not have an outside guest today. We went, we searched internal today. We went internal. <laughs> And Jessica's hanging out with us today. Hey, Jess. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> well, you know, it's Friday. It's going. Um, for the listeners, normally on Fridays, Jess is here with me. Yes. Um, but today, she's on the Zoom. She's on the uh, on the screen with us. She's not next to me today. She's in her own home. In my own home, my own room. My own little corner. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so also, t- also about today. So then we had to, you know, all the things like you, we had to come up with a topic. We had to do all the things. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about exactly what the, this past year has been like from a mental health perspective. We're going to recap 2020. I have been categorizing the majority of 2020 as a dumpster fire because I saw that someplace on my favorite place, Instagram, as we know, and it just sort of like wraps up all the feelings. And then, but there's also been some highlights. I can't lie. There's been lots of highlights. So we're just going to go through, recap the year, and then we're going to give you some tips on how to set intentions and set yourself up for success in 2021, or what we think will help you set up for success in 2021. Next slide. (laughs) 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 I couldn't help myself. (laughs) It's an inside joke for the listeners, you know? It's an inside joke for the listeners. Yes. Um, it was, to, but so that everybody knows this was supposed to be a presentation. So we are working off a slide deck. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun. March, 2020. Anisha, March, 2020, where were we? So March, 2020 was my birthday month. So let me start there, right? I had this amazing trip to Savannah planned. I couldn't wait, you know, Corona hit, right? Oh my and goodness. So we were going to meet. Yes, we were, gonna, we were going to meet and have lunch. I was going to take you out for lunch while I was there too. That's right. Right. And so, right. So March, 2020 disappointment, right? So let, let, we'll start there. <laughs> I think for a lot of people, it 
started with just a lot of disappointment, um, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, anxiety, and then came the social isolation, right? So I, when I think back, I think back to the day that I left my office and I was like, oh, I remember the last client I had, we were talking and I was like, well, I'll probably be back in like maybe two weeks, right? Because that was the thought back then, right? Like we didn't know that this would be a full-on pandemic. We, we didn't know that this would impact our lives in the way that it did. So I remember just thinking like, oh, I will be right back, not knowing that it's been what, eight or nine months now since I've been back. But um, I do remember feeling a lot of confusion back then and really being anxious around what life would look like for me, right? What is it like to be just home? What was it like, gonna be like working from home? I thought about my clients. Would they wanna see me go? Would they wanna like just talk to me on the phone? Would that be enough? Um, would that be enough for me? Would that be enough for all of us? So I think for me, it really kind of boils down to grief. I think we've been grieving the loss of normalcy, um, grieving the loss of certainty because we just don't mm -hmm. know what's next and we still don't know what's next. Freedom for us when it all hit in New York, you know, our governor Cuomo was like, hold on, hold on, sit still, right? <laughs> and I think that you felt like you were on punishment, right? Like, so it felt like my mom, I was 12 again and my mom was like, you can't go outside. And mm -hmm. so- I was, I, I was grieving that and, you know, we, we were grieving the loss of people. And so for me, yes, 2020 has been a lot of grief. Uh, we will talk about all the other things, right? Because there is some positives that came from it. But I think that when I think about 2020, I do think about grief and loss loss of many different things. So and grieving of, of, of many different things. Yeah. I think we, um, we've talked about grief. I mean, one, uh, I will say before, we, I'm going to talk about all of that, but one of the positive things that did happen in March of 2020 is we hired Jess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that Friday that everything yes. shut down, That's when we hired. I yes. had an interview with Diana and then we're like, yeah, see you in two weeks, <laughs> 10, 10 months later, here we are. Right. And, um, <laughs> funny because she was like, are we really going to do this? And I was like, sure. What? Let's just do it. Let's just see. So that was definitely, uh, a perk and probably something that really helped to ground me personally in that because she's been amazing and keeping oh, me organized you. and keeping things, <laughs> keeping things together. But I do, re I remember that last day in the office too, because um, I had friends coming in and I was going to meet them and they, um, I had had a cancellation. I remember I was not feeling well. And I think it was the anxiety of what are we going to do? Like, what am I going to do? What, what are we going to do as a business? What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? And just like the, the synapses in my brain were like going, and I'm not, my anxiety is, is contained in organization. <laughs> so when I couldn't like get things together the way that I wanted them to right away, um, there was a lot of, for me, there was a lot of anxiety and I know, uh, shifting all the patients over and also like containing the anxiety of the people that we work with and also the caseload of like, what's going to be next? What's going to be next? What's going to be next? I remember specifically like starting my watching my moods shift like very quickly and rapidly during that time. And um, like what I was like, Oh my God, I have to do this. Or I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And like, again, I too thought we would be back at like, we'll be back in a month. Sure, April, maybe longest. And readjusting to that regularly and you and I continuing to talk about it, like 
there was like a readjustment all the time. And then we went through so many seasons too. And there was the isolation piece. And I think that now, and as we go through uh, this episode and we get to the present, but there is still that like, there's that ongoing physical piece that like, we're still adjusting to the trauma of all that has taken place. And I think that the body, people are tired from the anxiety, from the grief, from the fatigue of all that we've had to process over this time and all the loss. I know as we are, yes, as Governor Cuomo shut everything down, he's also, we're getting ready to do it again. (laughs) So, um, and what that's like and what that feeling. Also now it's bringing up the trauma of the original shelter in place and what that felt like. So uh, we are seeing the multiple levels of this come about. So it's a lot to process, I think. Yeah. And I think that is interesting because people are realizing now that it's a lot to process. And when I say that people are now talking more about their feelings, talking Mm -hmm. more about what this has been like, I think that there has been a real shift in how people view mental health and the importance of it. Um, Especially for me as a black woman, um, you know, seeing mostly people of color, it's like, oh, right, wait, my mental health is just as important as my physical health. And I have to talk about it. And now it doesn't have to be this stigmatized thing that it has been for so long in my community. And so for me, it's been a beautiful thing to see people come to therapy, right? And really talk about what it's like to the small things too, from the big to the small, to like not being able to go to brunch, right? Like not being able to see my friends, not being able to celebrate things that are important to me. I remember you know, back in like May and June when the kids couldn't go to prom and, you know, people were supposed to do have graduations and weddings and all of those things couldn't happen, that it was okay for us to talk about disappointment and know that you weren't complaining. It wasn't about, um, you know, right. stop complaining. No, it's I'm disappointed that this thing that I worked hard for or was waiting for is not going to happen. And, and how do we talk about that? And how do we learn to be present? So I think for me in this time, people have been alone with their thoughts in ways that they never had been because it's been so many distractions. All of the distractions are gone in so many ways, right? Like there's no happy hours, no this, that. Like it's just you and sitting with you and what that has been like. And so for me as a therapist, kind of being a container for people, it has been a difficult time for people, but also a beautiful time for them to be like, oh wait, I don't have all of these distractions. What is going on with me? Like, what do, what do I want to work on? What do I want to look at? What do I want to be different? What do I want to stay the same? It's, it's been really a, a beautiful time. So when we talk about those positive things, yes, some of this was a lot of negative, but the positive is that people have learned to sit still with themselves and figure out what, what's that like. Yeah. And I think that one of the quick lessons that we learned uh, as therapists was when everybody was like, oh my God, it's time. I can write a book. I can do this. I'm going to do that. And you're like, what? Uh, oh, you were not going to write a book last week. Everybody sits still. Like last week, it was not, that was not on your agenda. You do not have to take this time to make, to write the great American novel. And also that we didn't, like time is a, con- a construct that we actually made up. So like we don't, we didn't have more time. We had more time to our like in our own minds, right? But we didn't actually have mm-hmm. more time. Like time is like jello. We like filled that up with other things. <laughs> so like, it just like shifts around and shakes around. And then um, it's true. You have, we definitely have had more time because we've had less contact with people 
and how Mm -hmm. then how to be right as you're saying it like how to be with yourself and not be distracted Uh, personally I've had a really difficult time with my phone like it's become way I've become way too attached to the phone and um Mm-hmm. I'm going to like try to detox off it over this upcoming holiday break a little bit, like shut it off and see what happens. If you shut off your phone, like what kind of feelings come up? <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety. That's, that's, that's the emotion. <laughs> yeah. Secondary emotion, but it's an emotion. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be, it'll be a wave, right? I won't shut it off at night, but it's like, it's, uh, it's so distracting. And, um, and other things that you're distracted by, but it's true. Like it is, it was the time for you to notice and be become more acutely aware of your emotional state. And like in that anxiety, like how you dealt with it, like what, what were some of the, what were some of the habits quote unquote that are now set in place? Right. Like I know we talked about very early on, I was like, get dressed every day. Like you're going to work. I think you recall that. And I was like, I have (laughs) shoes on all the things I was like adamant about it too. And, you know, I definitely now have found myself like spending the day in sweats or spending the day in leggings, which is out of character today for today. I did get up, worked out, shifted gears and um, I'm wearing jeans because I also think it's important to put your jeans on so you know that you don't have to buy a new pair. <laughs> uh, but like some of the things that I, but that was also to contain a sense of normalcy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, I know. Like I wanted to really highlight that like you, if especially if you were still working or even if you weren't still working, like what are some of the things that like you would put into place, excuse me, so that you could stay, keep the positive habits up so negative ones didn't swoop in. I know yesterday I was having a conversation about making the bed. I think it's really Got important it. that you make your bed every day. Um, I agree. Yeah. My partner is big on that. Um, I've gotten better because I feel like he needs it. I don't need it, but he needs it. So I do it. But I, I mean, I kind of like it now though, actually. It's nice because now I don't want to jump back in the bed because it's made. <laughs> point made. I didn't even have to bring it up. Done and done. Jess, do you make the bed every day? I do. I make my husband do it with me. I mean, cause I have an obstacle in the way now, but right. yes, I have to, I have to, I have to make the bed every single day and every the, day. plus the pillows. Uh, yeah. Everything it's, has to be done. I mean, and Anisha did make a very like point done. You don't, you are less likely to hop back in it until it's time to go to sleep at the end of the day. Right. If the bed is made, there's napping and then there's sleep. There's separate. Yes. I'm a big proponent of napping. Right. I do it on a couch though. I do. I do it on a couch. So I don't like fully like lay out and try and sleep. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a 30 minute, 20 minute power nap. You know, I set my alarm. I got a nice little blanket on the couch and I'm just like, all right, just leave me alone. Let me get back up. (laughs) But I think that in this time I've been more mentally tired. I don't know if it's physical than that. I don't think like I'm physically tired. I think just mentally I'm beat emotionally I'm tired. And so I just need to kind of rest. I need to rest my body and my mind and, and like, all right, I'm recharged. So I think that this time has showed a lot of people that like, you do need a recharge sometimes and maybe figuring out what recharge looks like for you, right? It doesn't have to be a nap. 
it may right. be something else. Do you need to meditate? Do you need to call a friend, right? And have like a 15 minute talk during the day. Like, what is it that you need? So I think this time has really spotlighted for us. Like, what is it that I need, right? Like, what do I need within myself? What do I need in my relationships? You know, what do I need to ask for from others? You know, so I think that that has been really kind of cool too, to figure out what you need. It's not an easy thing, but it's something that you should work on. What do we yeah, and along with like the pandemic, there are so many other things happening. And like Diana said, she was on her phone the entire time. So we saw so much happening in the other states, other countries, the election, racial injustice. There's just all the things happening, like lists, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. We can talk about how we all felt watching things unfold on the internet, on our phones, on the TV, and how we felt about it and like the anxiety and the isolation of what could we do if we couldn't leave the house right right um yes so well i yeah so much happened <laughs> and what well i'm because i'm also thinking the i'm so glad that you brought it up because in the present last night i was watching tv right for those of you who mm-hmm. don't know this fun fact about me i don't know if i've said it out loud yes i have said it on the podcast i never miss an episode of gray's anatomy so that's what I was doing last night, Grey's Anatomy. However, I was watching that. And prior to that, I was watching the one that, anyway, as I plug Shondaland. <laughs> but now all the, t- the television, the TV shows are all now about the ones that I watch anyway, about what was happening in March and April. Mm-hmm. And I was so sad watching television last night, which is this like I wait for Thursday night at eight o'clock. Like this is my this is my time, eight to ten. Like this is like I get I I get it. But it was the pandemic, all of the racial injustice, mm-hmm. all of the things were coming up on the screen again. And it's it's so triggering and so traumatizing. So of course I don't want you to watch TV, Anisha. Because <laughs> yeah, it's I, too I, soon. It's, it's too, too soon. soon. It's too soon. We're still in it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard people complaining and they were like when they watch TV and they watch their shows, they don't want to be reminded of like real life stuff, which is COVID. But for me, I kind of like that they are talking about it, right? Because it is what we are going through right now. Um, But I also know that TV is an escape for people. And so then it doesn't become an escape anymore if it's freaking triggering me, you know? So it's a hard space to be in. So I appreciate the storylines, but I get how it can be very triggering because this looks too much like our real life and we can't escape now. There's nowhere to go. Yeah, it was tough. It definitely was tough. I mean, fortunately we have Netflix and I can watch every single Christmas movie this weekend (laughs) to wash it away. Like, um, but it is, uh, it goes back to, it really being in the body. I think that this is, it's in the mind and in the body. And we've taken in so much and there's, there's just been like everything that we're digesting as far as like, it's not just food that we're digesting. We are like, we're digesting the news. We're digesting social media, all uh, just every single thing that we do. And it affects our psyche in a way that I don't know that we, we think enough about, or we talk enough about, I guess. I know we want to, I definitely want to have a conversation, like a big conversation one day and have an episode about women and true crime podcasts. Cause I know that <laughs> Jess. Yes. True crime is my jam, right. but Would that in reality TV. So it's like that <laughs> reality I don't know. TV. And at the beginning of the pandemic, if I am not, I am 
fully remembering this correctly, I think one of us was binge watching Dexter. I well, I was, was too. Yeah, I know Anisha was. Are you were too? Yeah, I was. I finished it. <laughs> I loved it. So, it. so in our spare time, we're watching serial killers. Yeah, just very messed up. Like I watched The Vow, which is about a cult. It's just. <laughs> So, I mean, to put to put more heaviness on this year, why not? Totally, but we are. But that is, I mean, I can because I can see you two laughing, and I do remember talking to you about this. And you should like that in our spare time, like what we're doing to escape is watching a serial killer. So, like giving the like really working with our our caseload and with ourselves to like be in nature and go outside and get away from the television (laughs) and those kind of things, which isn't, I mean, it's not as easy for us in the city. You know, that is the other part. Like it's not as easy and reminding ourselves to go outside. There was a moment, I think it was last week or two weeks ago where we looked at each other here in the house. And I, I was like, I don't know if I've gotten off the block. And he looked at me and he was like, Oh, Oh babe, you need you need to go for a walk, a walk, <laughs> like a real walk, like out. And I was like, oh yeah, like and I did that day. Like I went out, but like I gotten so caught up in my routine, and now it's getting cold out, and like maybe I don't want to go out, which is like the downside to my Peloton. It's like because not there are no downsides. Just in case anybody from Peloton is listening, <laughs> there are no real downsides. But just that I'm getting my exercise, like and I'm burning my calories and I'm getting them in the house. So as much as it's making me feel like getting those endorphins moving, like going and like feeling so much better, um, I literally forgot to go outside. And that I was something all the time. But yeah, that was something that we like. But interesting, like when we think back to March, April, May, like that was something that we talked about all the time. Like we were checking mm-hmm. in on each other to make sure that we were going outside and doing all the things. And now it's almost like we've, I don't want to say forgotten because I don't think I've forgotten to go outside, but we're taking, like, this is becoming, the, I, this is, it's not the new normal. This is becoming more. Normal is not the word I want, but I'll come up with it. <laughs> I think it's just not a priority like it used to be. Maybe I think that's how I'm looking at it, right? Like when I look at my day, it used to be a priority because that's how I got to work and, you know, do all the things, see friends. And I lived life, right? I lived life outdoors. And so throughout the pandemic, it feels like sometimes life is not happening outdoors anymore. It's happening, you know, where you are. So mm-hmm. I haven't prioritized going outside. And like the other day, I was like, oh, I should go for a walk. And I was like, oh, wait, it's 16 degrees. Maybe that's why I don't want to go for a walk, right? Like, so what What do you do? Do you stand push? So I've just been trying to like, you know, wear my wear my warm clothes and just kind of be able to go out and, and have that walk. Um, so yeah, it was something that we prioritized at one point. And let's see how we can continue to prioritize it, I guess. Yeah, I think but that this is, now um, that we've now that we've said it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have to. Now we have to, now that we have said it out loud. I mean, it's it's such a, we've been through so many seasons, right? So we started late winter last year, and then we went through spring, and then we went through summer. Summer was easier, right? It was way <laughs> easier. And then we had the world's quickest fall, because like two weeks ago, right. it was unseasonably warm. Yeah, totally. And now we just <laughs> we just had uh, almost a foot of snow. <laughs> right here and like I know across like up like where my parents are I think they got a foot and a half the snow is here winter is here winter came mm-hmm. 
And it's harder. The days are shorter. It's darker. Oh, it's bad. It like, it really like, it's like you wake up, you work a little bit and then you look around and it's like, well, why is it dark already? Yeah, it's like, wait, where did my day go? You feel like it's 10 o'clock and it's like six. So it's, it's, it's been one of those things, but I, I, you know, I would love for us to, you know, some about the upside, right. Of all of this, Mm -hmm. right. If we change direction a little bit, um, I think the first thing I think about is that, you know, as a New Yorker, I don't have a stressful commute, right? Because our commute looks very different from some other people, depending on where you live, right? Like I am pressed against some person on a train and like, we're all super close to each other and it can feel really stressful, right? Kind of like for me running through the train station, trying to catch a bus, you know, trying to get to work, trying to do all of these things. Um, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, I do probably have a little bit more downtime than I had before in some ways. I think that what we do, especially as therapists, I think more has been asked of us. I've, I've gained a lot of new clients in the pandemic, right? And I've pushed myself to see maybe more clients than I would normally see because there is so much need. And I was very aware of that. So I did find myself working probably a little bit more. I think I have more time with my family in a different way. I don't really see them but I do talk to them more because they're not as busy at night. I'm not as busy at night. I don't have dinner plans, right? Like I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So we have more time, you know, to kind of talk to people to have more. I think I'm having different conversations with with my family. The the communication is different. I, I think I'm now seeing people communicate their feelings in a different way than they were before. And I, I really do appreciate that, what I'm seeing in my friends and my family. And I do think it's due to the pandemic. Yeah, no more stressful commutes, more downtime, down and just kind of learning a new way to communicate with each other has been super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely had to, in order for things to run smoothly, you had to step up your game, especially if you were living with another person mm-hmm. on communicating um, and how, like, making sure that you were getting your needs met or getting your needs met or letting that person know that you had needs. <laughs> um, and navigating working from home and what that was like. And um, I know personally, you know, my relationship is definitely not that it was strong coming in and it's going to be strong going out, which I'm really grateful for navigating that back and forth. And as far as downtime goes, yes, there has been more downtime and it's been easy. Not, I don't want to say easy because that was, it wasn't easy, but I think that I was, this is the first time in my life I've not commuted. I think mm-hmm. if I think about it, my professional life, right. That taking that stress out of my day, because I did, I had started to notice prior to the pandemic that I was later and later to work. Like I was like, oh, I, at first it was, no, I can't get here at nine. And then like I would move people. And then suddenly I was like, oh shit, I can't get here at 10. Like, so I saw that happen. So I actually haven't been late for work, which has been super nice. Like, cause how, like that part, I was like, how can I be late for work? Like I can't, again, it would be like, I couldn't, like, there was a whole psychological thing about me getting to work, but, uh, (laughs) we don't have to get into all the details (laughs) of that, but I think that any, I know that in the city it's stressful, but I think that any commute is stressful, like rush hour, rush hour traffic is brutal. 
brutal. I'll take the train over that. I just would. I, and I would rather have that. Totally. I have, road and rage. Just, I have a bit of road rage, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think just had to be like in 15 different places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was working in the city. So I used to take the bus because it was easier. But again, like the commute, I would always get nauseous on the bus. And then you have to like, be in port authority and no one wants to be in port authority nope. and you just there's lines it's you're sweating you're freezing it's just it's actually it's, it is nice but and then i also work in new jersey like work in new jersey i also drove in the in edgewater which is a city in new jersey but like yeah it's nice not to have to i can just walk to a lot of places i work all in hoboken yeah we are mm-hmm. um yeah i mean yeah more downtime you know um i'm sure people know i'm pregnant so it was nice in my first trimester to lay down a lot yes but yeah but it also like you sit with your i mean i'm no therapist clearly but like you sit with your emotions more and um prior to the pandemic i had a miscarriage and then i got pregnant again and you know just dealing with all those emotions and you are like by yourself not by yourself i had my husband clearly but and my dog but you know you just sit there and you're just like i'm pregnant now what do i do you don't and all my friends are gone like you're not gone but they're you would get your girlfriends and like talk about it with them mm-hmm. and then you don't want to put anyone out and you feel bad because what if someone else is trying to get pregnant and you and you you know it's just there's just so many you just sat there with your thoughts i think that's wasn't down it wasn't negative per se i think it was more of a positive because i figured out how to get myself out of it mm-hmm. um and like talk to my husband and like really have a conversation about it of what I'm feeling. So, cause I usually be like, well, I'm going to go to dance class. Bye. You know, like <laughs> I would just be like, I'll go dance it out somewhere. I'll figure it out myself. But now like I didn't, I had, had to stay in this, this house. So yeah, I think communication, like we we're saying like it and with like relationships, it, we really figured out how to actually like, I, we have to talk. <laughs> we have yes. to talk. That's it. We have to like, it is. Like, we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. And like, you want to know why I'm crying? This is why I'm crying or like why I'm just not going to talk for a while. So it's just, yeah, I think that was the positive coming out of it because that we've really learned how to communicate in a positive way instead of like me just yelling and then leaving. Right. Very okay. productive. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, I love it. I love, I love all of that. And it's yeah, nice being around you guys, I'm like, oh, that's what you should do. Okay. And, and I- <laughs> And I'm not paying for it. <laughs> She's like picking up tips along yeah, the way. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, so how do we look ahead? Like right. what's next? I mean, we've set new boundaries, so we want to keep, keep them, right? Yes. I think that some of the new boundaries that we've set have been really successful. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have, uh, I when I say setting new boundaries, one of the things that I think that I know that we've worked with a lot of people doing this past what we'll just call it the year um and as we will just call it this past year and as we move forward is that as we've set these new boundaries and we've been able to especially now with the holidays right we're really working with we talked about this in our last episode when we talked about boundaries that like we're finding new ways to communicate with our families with our loved ones with our friends and like these are the things that we need for ourselves and so now that we have set this intention to have these new boundaries next year when it's all willy-nilly and we can go wherever we want we still have these boundaries in place as we're like oh my god we can go outside when it's time to go outside we're like oh but we can go outside and like we have this nice uh internal structure for ourselves which uh is exciting i think 
Right. Because what about when outside opens up, but I don't want to go outside. Right. Like, and what is that conversation like with friends and family that like they're inviting you to dinner and they're inviting you places and they want you to be there, but you're not comfortable yet. Right. Like, yes, the whole world is opened up, but like, I'm not ready. So like being able to still say no, feel comfortable with that because that is a boundary that you've learned how to set. Um, learning how to say yes when you do want to do things, right? And not be so afraid that mm-hmm. you allow fear to kind of keep you stuck. So it's, it's going to be a real balancing act, I believe, as we move forward around the boundaries. And what do I say no to? What do I say yes to? What am I comfortable with? When do I need to push myself? I think a lot of that is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. I think as a profession uh, mm-hmm. and as a whole, I'm excited that there are more conversations around intergenerational trauma and that we've seen lots of information coming up and that more people are actually coming into treatment uh, with an awareness that this is, this is but like things that have been happening ongoing are really affecting your mental health, most specifically with black and brown people. And we see them coming into treatment more and more and how the healing that is happening in those communities, which is just, it's a beautiful thing to see. And to be able to hold space for that is, I'm going to cry. It's amazing. I mean, we're naming it. I, you know, I tell my clients all the time, you know, that's, that was traumatic. And they're like, huh? Right. Because sometimes we've normalized things in a way Mm -hmm. that they are traumatic, but we don't call it that we don't name it. You know, we, we just normalize it as if our lives are supposed to be this hard. And I'm like, yeah, no, our life is not supposed to be this hard. No, no, this is traumatic. This is impacting you in certain ways and let's talk about it. So what I am seeing is um, people having just more open discussions about mental health, um, better understanding of their mental health needs in a way that maybe they didn't before. And that mental health doesn't have to quote unquote mean that you're crazy. We all have mental health. It's about how we think, how we feel, how we act. That's Mm -hmm. what mental health is, right? Nothing else. It's it's not a diagnosis. I think we're starting to talk about that, right? Like that mental health is not a diagnosis. That doesn't mean that you have a diagnosable mental illness. That's very separate. Mm -mm. And the actual impact that your mental health, your mental and emotional health has on your physical health is so important. Mm -hmm. And that if we can speak to what we are feeling, a lot of the disease in our bodies goes away. Also, you become a better advocate for yourself when it comes to your physical health. So uh, yes, we we definitely are having more mental health conversations, the importance of it, what it means, what it means to express yourself get be heard and seen is i mean i mean just just attested to that didn't she when she was talking about <laughs> how being able to talk to her uh husband about her pregnancy and how she was really feeling so it's just it's this time and that that aspect of it has been amazing talking works I think people are realizing that, right? Like it works to talk. Talking works. It yes. is, and it's not about complaining. That's not what mm-hmm. it is, right? Really reframing that I'm just talking about my life and what I need and how I feel. And people are realizing it's okay to not be okay. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because when I, I just, I saw a client today and I was like, so how are you? She's like, I'm okay. I was like, well, what does that mean? Right. Cause that's what you've what been conditioned okay? to say. Right. Like what, what, so you've been conditioned to say that. So, but when we come to therapy, like we're going to do it a little different, right? We're going to remix it. You're going to tell me what you really feel because it's okay right. to tell me what you really feel. Cause one day you're going to feel comfortable telling other people what you really feel too. Right. right. But we've been so conditioned to be like, Oh, I'm okay. 
but I was crying okay, in my talk. Not a response. Ago. Right. But, but yeah, I'm okay. Cause we don't think other people can take more than that. Right. And like because, with the pregnancy, people are like, are you excited? I'm like, I don't, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I have to say yes, but like, but I'm being realistic. Like I'm terrified. I'm worried something bad's going to like, it's just, I don't like being, it's with the social media and all this stuff, like everyone like loves it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite thing. And I think that's okay <laughs> to say it out loud. Yeah. It's and, totally okay. Yeah, but then you feel bad. Like, yeah, you have all these emotions of this. Stuff. So, yeah, if being okay is okay. Right. One of the things I was reminded when you were talking, Anisha, I remember years ago, years ago, <laughs> uh, lying on my therapist's couch because you all know I lie down. It was early in my career and early, <laughs> but not early on the couch. And I was like, I just don't understand why this is supposed to help me. <laughs> all this talking. And I distinctly remember him saying to me, I don't know, Diana, but it just works. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And then like you leave and you feel better and you start to just feel better because you can live with all of the feelings and all of the emotions and all that comes up and you don't act. There's the acting out or the, the behaviors that go along with not, um, not being able to express yourself can be negative. Yeah. So it's important. So let's give our people a couple of things to leave with, right? Before we kind of wrap this up. What's your first thing you want to leave them with, Diana? Well, I, um, I like the idea. Well, first of all, I think that 2021, if you haven't tried it yet, should be the year that you try therapy. That's my first one. <laughs> I'm right, going to go with like that. It. 2021. If you haven't tried it, it, you know what? Try it. Give it a year. 2021 okay. could be the year. Give it at least nine months. Okay. See what happens. Okay. So my first one is um, make one goal and make it doable. Because I feel like everyone had so much disappointment in 2020. They're like, 2021 is my year. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, M, L. No. Hey, one goal but make it also doable because you have no idea what you're going to feel in 2021. You have no idea if the productivity is going to come back, like, or if you still will be anxious or like, if you still feel a little sad, you have no idea what it's going to be like, but yeah, set a goal, but make sure it's doable and just set one. Don't get over in over your head. It's just Mm -hmm. not worth it guys. Cause I think we had a thousand goals for 2020. (laughs) Everybody was like, this is my year. This is it. This is it. We're going to do it. And I think that other, my other thing for 2021 is as mm-hmm. you leave 2020, if you are leave, if you are walking into 2021, mm-hmm. you won. Yeah, that's right. Say it again. You won. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jess? Do you want to leave our listeners with something? Oh, I mean, I would say like what I figured out is clearly my therapist again. I found just saying be not like be, not being afraid of saying what you wanted, hmm. what you want, and it's okay to say no and disappoint and disappoint people, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do things in twenty twenty one, do it. If you don't, okay. Yeah, you do you. There's still there. There's some big decisions coming up in twenty twenty one for sure, and you are gonna make that decision, and it's gonna be yours to make. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about every year, right? Even if we are still in a pandemic, I'm still excited. 
I'm excited that I'm able to be here because there were mm-hmm. over 300,000 people who are not going to make it to 2021. So right. I'm grateful. And I think in 2021, it's about being grateful. And I think in 2020, I learned gratitude in a whole different way too. And I figured out how to find joy in a way that maybe I wasn't doing in 2019. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for whatever comes. I'm excited too. I am excited too. Okay. I think we did it. Ladies, who's going <laughs> to ask? We have, now there's no questions. Should we ask Jess? Oh, sure. All I mean, right, she's yeah. doing it on the fly. I can see it. Nisha's like, what? Let's ask Jess <laughs> two questions. Well, I mean, let's do it. I, she, she's technically our guest. Yes, I'm, right. Technically. I'm quoting. Technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess. Um, let me see. And maybe I'm throwing this in there because you're pregnant. I don't know. But (laughs) if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? It might be a pregnancy food and it may not be, it might be pre-pregnancy or during. (laughs) Um, so I, I'm a really pregnant person. I haven't really craved anything, but, Mm um, oh man, what do I like? I don't, I, I like a lot of food, but (laughs) I don't, it's gonna be okay. Let's get dirty. Let's get really dirty, and you can oh, judge yeah. me. You can judge me all you want. Um, I love Taco Bell, so I would just eat Taco Bell. I love it. <laughs> See, I feel a judgment. No, I'm that not, was I'm before sorry. Chipotle. I respect it. I love Taco Bell before Chipotle. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. It wasn't. It wasn't a judgment. It wasn't a judgment. And maybe I you mean, can I have can... one of the margaritas that they sell after the yeah. baby. Oh my <laughs> you know, they got Wait, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell after hours. Hold up. Taco Bell has a margarita? Cantina. Yeah. 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 Taco, Taco Bell, Bell Cantina. cantina. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen to the two of you knowing the Taco Bell menu. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There. All right. It's even better. Okay. I, I stand corrected. There's like I three in the, the city now. Right. It's pre, it was, it's, it was pre-Chipotle. Like, listen. <laughs> I did. I did not know. I did not know. Okay. Okay. So one more, um, Jess, Mm -hmm. how have you been kind today? I mean, okay. Well, my parents are visiting. They drove up two days to see me. Um, I'm their only child and obviously this is their, their first grandchild. So, um, very grateful that they're here, but I tend to argue with my parents a lot. So I've been um, kind where I have just breathed, counted to 10 and didn't argue with them. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. So I was like, they, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that they're here. Very lucky that they're here. Yeah. So I have to keep reminding myself. So I think I was kind to them. Yeah. To them. But they didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because my husband's like, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) And I was like, But yes, yeah, just being nice, nicer to them because I should be nice. We had a, we had a, we're getting a little we're getting a little chat in here from our producer. Yes, <laughs> Jess was very brave coming up with us today. You guys don't know how much Thank I'm you, sweating Jess. right now. It's okay. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. We appreciate it so much. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> All right, girl, let's do Are you it. Ready? Yep. Me All too. right, we're still in a pandemic. Pandemic. Stay safe. Stay safe. Wash your Wash hands. hands and wear the damn, the damn mask. mask. <laughs> wear it. Okay, we're going to stop here and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.